Okay, welcome. Episode 109 on the Troy Malcolm and Adrian Bow podcast. Today, we're the Black T-Shirt Brigade. I thought I would uh, uh, be a chameleon with Troy's fantastic uh, wardrobe choice every week. Uh, so no pocket square, no tie today, Troy. So welcome to I like number 109. I like this. I like this. Thank you for having me again, AB, uh, episode 109. And uh, mate, you look good in black. You look good in black. I don't have a lot of other colours in my wardrobe. Most people uh, seem to mock me with black. I'm very boring in the way that I dress. But hey, if it works, uh, well, it works for the best part. Why not keep going with it? <laughs> one one less decision to make during the day, which exactly. makes more headspace available for other more important decisions right yeah yeah so we've got listener questions mate because we've got a massive backlog so we're trying to catch up on those obviously we've had some topical queries to uh to certainly talk about over the last few weeks but yeah so let's launch straight into some of these questions uh tm yeah, and we're talking a little bit about mindset, but mindset around both vendors and buyers today, Adrian. So I've gone through mm. the list of questions. And again, thank you everyone for sending through the questions. We really want to get through as many as possible, but we want to make sure they're relevant and we're not kind of jumping from you know one extreme to the other in some of the questions mm. that are coming in. And I went through the list and I actually found there was two questions that were similar but very different. The first one was about vendors and the second one was about buyers. So right now, Adrian, I think, you know, covering off the first question, the market right now has seen some considerable fluctuations. There's been a lot of yeah. movement and owners and vendors' expectations have gone to the next level, even over the past six months. Why? Well, mm. I think it's the perfect storm. They're seeing a lot of the media reports. We're seeing a lot of buyers pay premiums and then a lot of agents publicize those results. So automatically, yeah. expectations continue to build. Um, my question and the question that's come through, Adrian, and my question to you is, how do you work out what is the right amount to push the vendor to also educate them that the offer from a potential buyer is probably the best you're going to get. Mm. Yeah, and it's 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 very relevant at the moment, Troy. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think there's a few parts to it. Number one is I think that the agent needs to accept that we are in a fluid market, okay? And that sort of narrative and that sort of dialogue needs to be discussed at the set to sell meeting, okay? So, you know, I'm a massive believer like you are, Troy, that process sets you free. So definitely one of the agenda items that we often talk about is early offers and suggesting to your vendor, look, we're just about to go live on the market tomorrow. Um, I'm here to let you know that even though that your property might only be on the market for three to five days, you know, we do have buyers that have been looking for three to five months and have probably been direct underbidders on three to five properties. So for them, it's, 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 very, it's a very long and exhausting process. So don't be surprised if I come to you in the next few days or week with what could be a premium offer. Um, now, the old cliche of sometimes the first offer is the best offer can often be the case. So we just need to be open to that. Now, just stating that really provides permission for you to be very direct with the vendor when an offer is submitted and being able to refer to that conversation. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to accept the first offer, but it's certainly something that can happen at times where the premium offer is paid. Um, 
and just explaining to the vendor that it's a very fluid process. So firstly, it starts with your mindset, Troy, that's saying, okay, I'm now in a very fluid market. How do I know that? Well, because 90 days ago, the market looks nothing like it looks today. Um, 90 days before that, it looks nothing like it looks like today. So in 90 days time, could it be different? Um, Yes, it might be significantly, uh, you know, more improved in terms of pricing. It might be the status quo or there could be a correction. Um, you know, I believe, I believe that if we are talking to vendors, I, I, I think you'd be naive to think that over the next four to six weeks, there is not a unique opportunity to still retain and achieve a premium price. And it would be naive to think that at some point, whether it's late November, December or January, that there will be a correction, okay? So let's say the peak is today. Will the correction be 20% from its peak? No, but is it likely to be you know, anywhere between four to 8%? I would say yes. Um, you know, you, you've already got the banks that are talking about increasing the assessment rate. So effectively, Matt Common from the Commonwealth Bank has basically said, our new assessment rate is five and a half percent. What does that mean? It means that even though I'm submitting an application and probably only going to be paying two and a half percent in interest rates, they're going to be reviewing my application, assuming I'll be paying five and a half percent interest rates. Um, and why do they do that? They do it to slow down the, the the market. I mean, he's come out and 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 you know verbatim said that that's his um, uh, initiative and mandate is to slow down the market. So then you're going to have. Um, other government bodies do that. You're going to have other banks follow, et cetera. And it's, it's just to ensure there's a softer landing because if that doesn't happen, the landing is going to be a lot sharper, a lot more dramatic. So I think, you know, in all your discussions with the vendor, without being an alarmist, make sure that you're expressing to your vendors that it's a very fluid market. Sure, we've been riding the wave. Could the wave change? Yes. Have we seen it change before? Yes. Uh, markets are called markets. Why? Because they fluctuate. So I, I think the 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 flu, you know, the the fluid concept needs to be something that's instilled in yourself and instilled with the vendors, and they need to subscribe to that. You need to link arms with that, and effectively every new sale in your market is recalibrating the market. Um, and it could be a matter of days when the next sale happens and suddenly there's a recalibration again. Yeah. And Adrian, just, you know, echoing and, um, you know, really emphasizing that the financial regulators right now are working on those potential clampdowns. Um, we've seen mm. both in the mainstream media channels, uh, in the newspapers, um, that even Josh Frydenberg has come out and said that they will be looking at that income to debt ratio. And while most of them, the average sits around six, um, they're very conscious that the last year there's been like 22% excess of that uh, for, for mm. people out there. So really important. And the reason why I mentioned that is we've got to stick with the process. We've got to make sure mm. we're arming our owners with all the right information that they can make the right decisions because if they do shift that if that is one of the levers they pull like you said cba has just changed their assessment rate as well they've increased that um if those things happen yeah there could be that correction of four to eight percent so i think the question we have to say to our owners is it may be you're hanging out for an extra fifty thousand or a hundred thousand and depending on the price point but are you willing to risk two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand for that fifty and, and most mm. of our owners, if you put it in that perspective, um, they'll have a really clear understanding of, no, no, they want to secure a result now. Um, the mm. other part of that is, Adrian, that 
you know, buyers. Uh, the second question that I guess comes through to mm. me, buyers as a whole, you know, when do we know uh, as agents to push a little and when do we know to pull back? You know, there's, there's so many great agents out there that work really closely with their buyers, but I would dare say that the vast majority um, of agents right now in the market probably don't have as good a relationship as they probably should have with the buyers they have. So how do you build that trust and rapport and how do you know when to push and when to really step back and allow the buyer um, to feel like they're not pressured, but they're making the right result? Yeah, so I think it all comes back to communication, Troy. And rather than, you know, the trap of falling into what I call, and it's a bit, it's a bit facetious, but I call it guiding and guessing. So there's a lot of agents that fall into this guiding and guessing trap. What that means is you've got an auction campaign, you're quoting 1.5, um, you, you know, vendors' expectations are between 1.5 to 1.6. You do what you were taught to do, which was, you know, create a short list of buyers who have got contracts, call them twice a week and say, are you interested? You're still coming to the auction. Do you need any help? Yes, I'm definitely still interested. I'm coming. So they're guiding the 1.5 and then they're guessing because they're reporting back to the owner and say, hey, I've got five contracts out. And uh, they're all between 1.5, 1.6. But, you know, you might be able to get away with that in, in, in a slightly, you know, competitive market. But we've all been in the position where that exact scenario, you turn up on auction day, Troy, and you've seen it as an auctioneer for your agents, and the highest bid's 1,460. And the, uh, the, 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 the agent gets really flustered and frustrated and goes up to the buyer and says what are you doing like the guide's 1.5 you know um why because they guided and guessed right and they just assumed because they've got a price guide that then of course there must be the buyer must be thinking 1.5 to 1.6 and then they go up to the buyer and say well why is your highest bid 1460 1480 i'm guiding over and the buyer's like well that's what i think it's worth you know um so, and, so and that's also, a trap yeah. And also there's yeah. no one else bidding above me. <laughs> that, I think yeah. that's, that's the other thing that we need to be mindful of right now. It's okay to say that we yeah. want to get these big prizes um, and also yeah. vendors, you know, they're determining price because that's the number they want to get as opposed to the value yeah. that it is. Um, it's, a, it's a fine balancing act. It's a fine balancing act. I think you've, you've really yeah. hit the nail on the head and thank you for sending those questions through team. Um, process, always revert back to process. Are you doing everything? Yeah set up the owner to make the right decision based on the facts and information that you're providing and the feedback that buyers are providing. So process, process, process in regards to the vendors, the first question. And in regards to yep. the buyers, Adrian, 100% agree with you. You cannot over communicate enough with your buyers and making sure that they understand the different scenarios. And I know, Adrian, that yep. you've done this on many occasions. Um, I think it's going to happen as soon as the majority of restrictions are eased. I think a lot of agents are going to go back into buyer coaching mode at auction yep. and they're going to be having pre-auction meetings with those buyers to really get final clarification that they are willing to perform because at the moment a lot of the online auctions that are happening there's no real rapport exercise that you can have with the buyer apart from the things you're doing along the way and so i think when we get back face to face in the majority of the areas it's going to be super important to go back into that buyer coaching mode well that's exactly what i'm getting to so the 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 opposite of guiding and guessing is having a, 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 a decent professional pragmatic conversation with the buyer and saying, Hey, I'm meeting with the vendor this week. 
I'll be providing my recommendation on a reserve price. What's your, what would you recommend if you're in my shoes? What price do you think you'd be comfortable on paying? Um, I'm guiding 1.5, Troy. Are you above or below that? Um, you know, where do you see value? What's the highest you could stretch yourself? Now, they might seem like very rudimentary and simple questions to ask, but I know for a fact every agent wants to know the answer to those questions, but I'm surprised how few agents actually directly ask those questions, you know? So rather than just saying you're still interested in guiding and guessing, you know, um, you know, Troy, I noticed that you, you know, that you've been through three times, but you haven't done a pest and building report. I noticed you've been through twice, but you haven't made changes to the contract. Um, have you got finance ready to go? Have you been an underbidder on another property? Uh, again, I'm guiding 1.5. Is that in line with your... So all these specific questions that every agent wants to know from every buyer, yet every agent doesn't ask every buyer. It's insanity. So we really want to move away from that and go pro when it comes to dealing with buy work yeah well um there you go team if you want to go back and listen to this episode make sure you do um well, we just want to thank everyone again adrian as we wrap up this episode we just want to thank everyone for the constant feedback that they're providing not only via our social channels but also via direct emails to us both and keep prompting those questions um we we have noticed that a lot of the the information that we're giving out is granular and we like that because we believe that that is our currency out there in the market we don't want to be the motivational coaches we really want to get out there and give you the tactics that can help you create a better business uh so adrian once again thank you that's episode number 109 to everyone listening please keep sending through those questions make sure you rate us a five stars nothing less at this stage write your reviews on every single channel that you can we really appreciate it if you do um, keep these questions coming in until next week ab uh, thank you and we'll see you soon thanks team thanks listeners thanks troy